This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back, guys. DGS 405 on the dot. Now, this is a show. Dogs and musicians and the FBI. Like, this is a cavalcade. This is like Milton Berle kind of stuff. Uh, Rebecca's here. We have Jay Greenberg, the special agent in charge of the local St. Louis FBI. Good to see you guys. Oh, great to be here. Thank you. Uh, serious topic. So uh, I don't know if you guys know this. You probably d- don't. But uh, Wheel's daughter was at UNC in class when that shooting was going on. She's getting her PhD there. Mm-hmm. So Terrifying. like Debbie Monterey's daughter was at the school shooting in St. Louis. And now yesterday, Wheel's daughter was at another one. It's just touching everyone. And as we've said, it's like... I don't know. I, I mean, take your pick. It, these kind of things can happen anywhere. Uh, be prepared as, as as prepared as you can. That's what you're going to talk about today, being proactive as opposed to reactive. So take it away. Sure. So what we're really doing with area schools here in St. Louis is working them through a couple of decades of research into mass shootings, particularly public school shootings, school shootings, and walking them through the lessons learned of those two decades worth of study. And it really points to a couple of things. The first factor that we're we're constantly talking about is everybody should have a threat assessment team. It's not mandatory here in Missouri. Some states do have it as mandatory. But so we're encouraging the districts, hey, look at the research and get together the right group of administrators, faculty, staff, counselors, teachers, school resource officer, if you have one, and get them trained up on what to look for in at-risk kids who may just be dealing with some hard situation in their life. Let's catch that early and get them some services before they get into that downward spiral of being isolated, getting input from the web, from people you don't know, taking on darker thoughts, and then ultimately yeah. trying to do something violent. I'm gonna. I, I'm not trying to be shock jock here. I really mean this, but I bet if you go to any school and you ask the teachers, hey, look, this is off the record, who's most likely to do something like this? They'll have an answer. So, Dave, it's like you have my notes, man. So point number two from all this research is that somebody close to that shooter, when we look at any given situation, says, oh, yeah, no, something was not right. And we knew it wasn't right. We just didn't know what to do about it. And so we know that the people around them, whether they're trained or not, they know when somebody is going in a direction where we want them to go somewhere else. And so this really is just giving everybody the tools, the vocabulary, and the thoughtfulness to say, hey, build what you want that fits your community, your school, your organization and implement it. This is not the FBI being in every school. It's not even us advocating for school resource officers in every school. It's 
you know, the districts around here can each look at this and say, this is what fits our school or this district or this parent group. So all of us just as humans have a pretty good sense of when something's not right with someone. But as a trained FBI agent, are there any things you can tell us, any tips, any research that you guys have done where you say, here are a few things that really are kind of red flags? Yeah, I mean— a lot of this, like you're saying, it's not rocket science. It's a combination of things. But what we're really keying people to look for is change, substantial change. So let's say you've got somebody who's always been quiet and they're kind of reserved in class. And all of a sudden, they're becoming more and more outspoken or they're talking about anger or they're demonstrating that they're angry or they feel like they don't belong. You know, if we just get somebody, a trusted adult in that community to kind of step aside with them and say, hey, what's going on? You know, talk to me. How are you doing? Um, That would be one example. Or there's the alternate example everybody can think about. Somebody who's plugged into everything at school, they're in the clubs, they're in sports, they're in all these activities, and all of a sudden they're just not there anymore Thursday afternoons. They're becoming withdrawn. They're not talking out as much. They're not participating as much. You know, this could be any number of experiences somebody's going through. There could be a rocky time at home. There could be food insecurity. There could be an actual problem they're struggling with. It could be mental illness. So not knowing any given situation, it's really just getting people trained to have that conversation and open the dialogue. So talk to the people out there who may be in a situation like this. It could be their own child. It could be their best friend. uh, And they're worried about being a rat. They're worried about diming out their own, you know, child or their best friend and having people know this or that or being responsible for them going to jail because they posted some things or, you know, made a threat against someone that no one knows about but them. Is there anything you can say to help them feel more confident about reporting this to the authorities that, look, we're trying to avoid trouble, not get them into trouble? Absolutely. I mean, here's here's the takeaway if we don't report it or we don't do something. Most of these people who engage in some mass act of violence or a school shooting, they don't survive that day, right? If they do survive, they generally wind up spending huge chunks of the remainder of their life behind bars. That's not what we want for any of our friends or family members. And the point of this whole proactive program is if we can get far enough in front of when somebody is contemplating violence or going out and making plans – it may be that they just need to get a counselor to talk to. It may be they just need somebody to check in with them and see what's going on. It could be they need help getting supplies or counseling services. And so, you know, there's a lot of good that comes from bringing somebody to the atten- our attention. Um, and really the goal here of these teams is a law enforcement action is really the last thing we want to see. Yeah. We, we actually want to see engagement by counselors, faculty, staff, families, who are going to get them services they need so that they can have that life that we all envision for them. And yeah. getting them in touch with one of these yeah. threat assessment teams or us is the way to do that. To what extent, and I'm not trying to get you to weigh in on the whole, like, guns, no guns, because I'm a gun owner, I'm Second Amendment guy. Uh, what I'm not is a gun fetishist. And that's always bothered me. It's when you, I I think guns are very serious objects and I don't think they should be taken lightly. I never like it when I see pictures of people posing with them in comedic ways or like sexy kind of ways. It's like, that's a gun that, you know, let's, let's treat it the way it should be treated. Um, Do you see that a lot in, in people who end up shooting that they, you go back through their Instagram and you see lots of pictures with guns and used in that way? Yeah, so I mean, every case is different in terms of what we see, you know, organizationally, we don't have a position on guns. That's for each citizen to determine and each state and city to determine 
what fits them and their populace. We're simply here to enforce whatever laws are on the books. Um, but certainly when we find, when we start looking at threats cases where somebody is making a threat, one piece of evidence we may look for is in their social media feeds that they have means and access to actually carry that threat out. Yeah. So we, we do encounter that, not necessarily in the school shooter arena that we're talking about or a mass mass act of violence. We do see them, you know, from time to time. And you know, you see a lot, seeming, seems to me anyway, from my, my seat in the bleachers, Thank God you see this, but also it's sad that you see people who have obviously never handled that gun, like in St. Louis, where the gun will jam or it was really never very operable. And what it tells me is uh, that there's so many people out there who have this bent who don't even prepare. Does that make sense? Like it's more emotional and they get in there and they may end up hurting someone. Uh, but like here in St. Louis, that person was ready to to hurt hundreds. And and but for the actions of law enforcement and that gun jamming, um, we, we we made it out with with, you know, only a couple of casualties. Yes. I mean, here we've got a lawyer and he starts talking about but for and now I know I'm <laughs> stuck in some legal. Where's the small friend? Yeah, here we go. Uh, no, you know, look, Dave, I think you hit on a real nugget there, which is emotional. Yes. Right. And so the goal of this program is back up long before somebody wants a gun, long before do we need a metal detector at that door or not? Should we have an armed guard or not? Those aren't the topics we want to get into on this initiative. What we want to be talking about is let's back up and go to the root cause of that emotional issue. And can we get to that person close enough in time to when they start showing symptoms that they need help that we can just get them some services? Yeah. And at that point, they come right back into becoming a contributing member with a long and very positive future in front of them. Yes. Um, let's talk cyber. You guys had a big day just the other day you were telling us about on the break. That's right. Yeah. QuackBot is the name of the bot network that we took down yesterday uh, through Operation Duck Hunt. It was actually out of – it was a national effort for us. It involved a huge number of resources from Europe and around the world as well in law enforcement. It really shows how cyber is a team sport. Um, last year alone, 200,000 computers infected with, uh, with this malware in the United States, 500,000 more infected globally. And so what we found through our investigation, we were able to go out and seize about $9 million in proceeds. This was a group of actors who were using a specific piece of malware. The primary takeaway here is the way the malware got on everybody's machine was through a spam email that people clicked on, and then that put some software on their computer, which essentially converted their computer to one more piece of this 700,000-piece distributed network around the world last year alone. So, you know, first takeaway, primary takeaway for everybody is, you know, avoid doubt, check it out. If you yeah. don't know where it came from, it looks like it came from some retailer that you have a relationship with, just go straight to the retailer. Don't click on the link in the email, right? Protect yourself. Yeah. Number one and number two, in concert with everybody else around the world, some really pretty cool technical work that we're able to do. We did claw back just under $9 million in money that had been taken by this actor group, and we shut that network mm -hmm. down. Um, as I know, just my relationship with you guys and having been out to D.C. and Quantico, that one thing that like when we think of the FBI, we think of like shootouts and, you know, movies and things like that. But the truth is so much of what you guys do is cerebral and technical and you are, you have to be smarter than the bad guys. And there is some really smart bad guys out there when it comes to the digital and AI and things like that. 
to the extent you can talk about it, uh, talk about the people, the kinds of people that you need coming into the Bureau to be white hat guys instead of black hat guys. Absolutely. Yeah, we are really ramping up the hiring of technical resources. All of our jobs are listed on FBIjobs.gov. We're looking for computer scientists and data analysts and data operations specialists, you know, different people who know how to parse data, use systems, write code. And those people are key to us actually being able to link up in international ways with partnerships that span the globe to take out these cyber actors wherever they are, victimizing people wherever those victims are. Yeah. Got to be a challenge in that regard, right? Because... You've got smart people on each side of it, but one's not playing by the rules. <laughs> and you point. guys have to play by rules, or at least a certain set of rules. We, we do. We absolutely have rules that we play by. There's international standards. There's mm-hmm. U.S. law. There's constitution. I mean, we definitely have some limitations on what we can do. But we're also very, very good at working with partners, and that's where the benefit of having international relationships mm. is the laws and the expectations and the capabilities are different but what we found is we can sort of leverage each other's laws and capabilities to great effect yeah. if mm. we simply work together. And there may be somebody here who knows how to do something that then another government's technical resources can execute under their rules of engagement yeah. in a way that helps advance. And nice. uh, I used to have the Crimes Against Children program, and we would frequently get leads from foreign governments who had different rules of engagement who would say, hey, there's somebody in Kansas City who's producing a whole lot of this stuff and posting it to the dark web. Here's what we found, and that was the kind of lead that we needed to be able to execute something hmm. on our side here locally. So two more questions. Going back to the original topic of being proactive instead of reactive about uh, school violence and school shootings. Um, first of all, if they want to form this group like you're talking about to be proactive about it, can they get help from the FBI? And if so, how do they do that? Who would they reach out to to get some expert help? Absolutely. Uh, any of the schools, the districts, administrators, counselors, private citizens interested in getting more information on this, they can email us at stlouis.fbi.gov. They can call our office, 314-589-2500. We'll be happy to connect them with the team who's putting this together. The last seminar we had um, held just under 300 participants from across districts and police departments and communities and social services from around St. Louis and extending well beyond St. Louis. We will be conducting additional periodic engagements throughout the year, and we would love to be able to touch more people. Yeah. Uh, Last question. I'm sure there are multiple answers to this, but if there's someone out there now who has bad vibes and who has suspicions, uh, who is the best group to contact? Is it local police? Is it FBI? Is it go to a teacher? What do people do? For an immediate response, always call 911. If you want to engage us, the best way to get in touch with us is 1-800-CALL-FBI. You leave a complaint, it routes to whichever office that complaint resides in or where the threat resides. Um, There is a way through Missouri State Highway Patrol and State of Missouri for an online report that has some, you know, level of confidentiality. You can always submit a tip to us at tips.fbi.gov as well. So what I would encourage everybody to do is don't overthink it. Just go with your gut. If you think it's immediate, call 911. If you think you got a little bit of time, use one of the online mechanisms, call us, and then we'll do some additional digging and engage as makes sense for the level of complaint. But don't sit in silence. Yeah. Let's not let this situation get worse. Let's see if we can get some help out to somebody who might need it. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Jay. Always great to thank see you, you guys. Jay. Rebecca, thank you very much. Quick break. Right back. DGS. 426 DGS. Throwback Thursday. Rach. 
136 years ago. My in mom eight, was born. In 1887. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas Edison received a patent for his crazy kinetoscope, which was a strange device that projected moving pictures. Whoa. The jury's out on Edison for me. Like, you hear a lot of bad things about him. About him, like, stealing other people's ideas. Oh, and- yeah. I mean, obviously, he's a smart guy. Right, right. But separate from that, maybe yeah. not always the most uh, Honest on the and, up and up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, ethical. 47 years ago in 1976, George Harrison was found guilty of subconscious plagiarism of the Ch- Chiffon's hit, He's So Fine, in his hit My Sweet Lord. Yeah. After five years of appeals, the decision cost George almost half a million dollars. That one really hurt him, too, because I, I completely believe him where he's like, look, it was not my head. I know that song well. I'm not a big fan of that. I, I mean, I think to to when you have people sample, you know, but just those chords, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What's the, I mean? It's a it's got to be a really difficult line, right? Between yes, borrowing and stealing. Yes, or mm-hmm. or just being influenced. Like, by. what is it? Like, what's is there a technicality? Because I don't know music. At there all. is, and I don't know what it is. Okay, uh, musically or legally, I'm not sure what this is. It test like a percentage is. of the kind of carryover yeah. between from one song to I the other. I think a lot of it is just the jury. You know, just okay. How does this hit you? Do you think that this person was unduly influenced, whether they meant to be or not, to the point that they owe this person money? Yeah. And 36 years ago in 1987, Michael Jackson released his album Bad, featuring Man in the Mirror, Smooth Criminal, Bad, Another Part of Me, I Just Can't Stop Loving You, and The Way You Make Me Feel. 36 years ago. Where do you stand on MJ? Musically. Eh. Eh. <laughs> I'm the king of pop. Who never, cares? honestly, yeah. honest to God. Never cared because at that time I was so into the metal I didn't really care about. He really pop. didn't make much of an impact if nah. you think about it. I did like the did. thriller video back in the day. That was pretty cool. Plus the lady in that was really pretty. Ooh, okay. <laughs> that had an effect on me. Hey, the great state of Missouri made it in the news nationally a couple times today. Woo! Uh, Spanish Lake. A man woke up with a, a knife in his face and uh, a woman saying that he owed her child support. And she took his phone and was able to transfer $7,500 uh, from his bank account to hers that she said that he owed him for child support. And so now she's in jail, facing serious jail time. They haven't said yet whether he did owe her the money or didn't owe her the money, but damn. Mm. Pretty Romance serious getting stabbed in the face. Mm. What's that, Andrew? Romance is alive. <laughs> Uh, another lady uh, closer to Kansas City is in trouble because her dad died and she buried him in the backyard and kept mm-hmm. cashing his benefits. And one of the things she's in trouble for is burying him in a substandard casket. Hmm. I think oh. the benefits part is probably the bigger deal. Yeah, there. the whole fraud thing. Yeah. I always wonder, like, why? It just feels like. Look, I get that they don't want dead bodies just scattered all around everywhere, but if it's your property, you should be able to bury your loved one there. Also, I don't really get the substandard casket thing. Like, (laughs) again, like Rachel said, as long as it's six feet down, I don't understand why, like... What do you think it is? Do you think it's disease? Maybe, or maybe it's old laws that um, were have been on the books and never updated. They probably also just don't trust us to dig a six-foot hole... You know, to where it's down deep enough to where, like, a dog's not going <laughs> to 
dig something up. You're having a weird day, my friend. What? Yeah. what? That's I'm a good just point. being myself. It's a good point. It feels so I'm good. starting to understand the uh, <laughs> small talk, chit chat, and no, happy hours. I got Rachel's back on this one. I agree. I don't it's want so dogs good to digging watch stuff up. Else have a weird Look, day. All I'm saying is that a dog will dig up grandma in a heartbeat. That's all I'm saying. Hey, you give a dog two feet, they're going to take it. <laughs> Also, it's probably the funeral home is in cahoots with the government. Yep. There I said it. There is a point, though. You think back. I'm, I'm sure like one of our go-to dead people, people, mm. guests we've had, <laughs> could tell us like when that happened. Because I'm sure for a, a really long time, you done, yeah, you someone would've. died, you buried him out there in the South oh, 40, and that was if it. If someone died in like the Wild West or something, they probably didn't have to get a death certificate or anything. It was just like, oh... He's gone. He's gone. Well, in Deadwood, they had their little cemetery right outside the city yeah. limits, right? You just find a plot for Wild Bill. And they did corpse piles too, right? What? Like they would just throw them on piles and burn them, right? <laughs> <laughs> How did you talk Rachel for weirdness <laughs> when she just said a dog will dig up your <laughs> grandma? She's like, I'll get you off the hook, Rach. Oh, that's corpse pile. Oh, the classic oh, corpse, corpse pile. I mean, it all stopped with the dawn of the... Homeowners associations. <laughs> That's probably part of it. HOA tyranny. Yep. <laughs> stopping us from our corpse. Pile. Are there any worse organizations in the world than HOAs? <laughs> I don't like them much. Oh, it's so petty. Then again, I'm a nuisance. I'm the reason HOAs exist. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a bank robber saying he doesn't like the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> Hate those guys. He's <laughs> bugging me. This actually happened when I built my cedar gazebo 10 years or so ago. Uh, someone reported me. My next door neighbor reported me because I just had a big stack of cedar and all this stuff. And uh, they're like, yeah, you have to check with the HOA. I swear this is true. I was old enough and smart enough to afford a beautiful house in a lake. And I said, what does that stand for? <laughs> I, <laughs> I had no clue. And when they told me, I'm like, that's bull crap. Tell me a bunch of my neighbors can tell me what I can do and can't do. <laughs> place in a prison this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.